I had my phone. I was watching my phone. I took that phone and I threw it across the yard and I never bet him again. And it was the best feeling ever that I never bet him again. So don't have a, I want to throw my phone across the yard moment <laughs> is my recommendation. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. Step up, Jared Welch. Jared Halterman. It is Thursday, July 13th, also known as opening day at Saratoga. And this flickers off. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? What's going on, everybody out there? Yeah, we are six minutes away from the ninth race. If you're listening to us live, and if you're not, then you probably don't care about that. But yeah, it's been a it's been a uh, a day at Saratoga for sure. It's at at times it's been kind of what I thought and at times not. Uh, I think the biggest thing, the problem I've had really hit and miss number one and really like, Hey, I like this horse second and it wins. I like this horse third and it wins, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's, it's kind of been up and down, but uh, a fun day uh, regardless. Well, you know, even going into it, you and I, and a couple of us were talking, it's like, it does it it didn't necessarily it's I, th- I thought it was an underwhelming opening day card it, it, you know it's great to have saratoga back and obviously you look at the friday card it gets better yeah. saturday card gets way better like it we're good but the opening day card so you to the fact that your results are kind of all over the place doesn't necessarily totally surprise you considering kind of the caliber of horses we thought we were seeing anyways yeah, I, I think I think you're right about that. You know, this first the first uh, card here since they've kind of expanded things, it's always a little bit like this, and then it really heats up. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of my thing as well, Nick. Like, it's been a little frustrating because I've been in position a lot, and it's one of those days where it's like the horse that might knock me out. It's like, well, why didn't I play that one? You know, you look back at it, but it's just like, well, you had to go like too deep in the third horse. You would have used beat you type of type of day. I feel like handicapping's fine. It's just kind of been, you know, luck of the draw. Hasn't been quite, quite my way, but a couple of races left here, live in the slate pick three. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's go ahead and pull it up for those that are live. We'll kind of talk about this race and watch it live. Not, we won't show it, but we'll watch it live. And uh, we'll kind of comment on here, but uh, yeah, cause we're going to try to, we're going to try to do this. Where we talk about every stakes race Thursday to Sunday on Blinkers Off. So you're getting every single stakes at Saratoga. It's uh, starting off with this one, which is uh, um, Charlottesville. And, you know, you, it kind of it sucked that we had some scratches here in the race. It's race nine. Like I said, it's four minutes to post. We're looking at the live odds, seven to five on wine on tap, um, you know, five to two off the morning line. Wine on tap was a horse that, you know, wasn't surprised would be the favorite, especially after the scratches. Um, I thought that performance last time out was a wild performance. I think everyone did 76 buyer, but are you willing to play seven to five here? 
Yeah, this is gonna be interesting. I, I, yes, I am. I, I, I liked this horse uh, the second most on the card, and I liked uh, the four Somali or in the fourth race, like the number five uh, Salama. If I could talk, uh, but yeah. So, but this is the other horse I liked best. I think she's she's just much better than the rest. I really think it's a two horse race. I think the five and the six or the five and the seven are the two to beat. So. Um, Look, we were, I was talking to Vinny a little bit earlier today. He said, you know, the only thing about the seven, the horse that she beat didn't come back to run very well, but, you know, she beat that horse fairly easily. Uh, these connections are pretty tough to beat in these two-year-old races. So, yeah, I like the seven, even at this price. And the five Saratoga secret, look, Dwayne Lucas comes up here and wins these two-year-old races still, yeah. you know? Um, so I think these are the two, and I would be really surrised if anybody other than those two win daughter of arrogate uh training lights out debut i mean anytime you have a debut winner um from from lucas like you said and then they show up at saratoga uh you know that that you know they may not they may not run like they may not be like let's say like in the kentucky oaks next year maybe they will knowing you know if you can get them there they've got four legs they might be there but you know they may not be the high caliber but if they're when they're right in this these kind of two-year-old races like you said He'll win some of these, and so it's hard to toss. I kind of liked, uh, not on top, but I, I think the eleven is a little bit of a wild card for me. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, if you're playing against, that's fine. But as far as value goes, you're getting nine to one, and you know that race was really impressive on debut on synthetic at Gulfstream Park. So of course you're getting the the switch over. You don't know what you're going to see out of that, but got a big buyer. Um, you know, all things considered, second highest buyer in the field, third highest buyer in the field. Um, but you know, if if the horse it was kind of got some over some tri- uh, trouble trip, comeback winner that finished second in that race. So, you know, Cassie Train Pratt jumps aboard. So it's like at nine to one. If the horse does take the dirt, you know, I I wouldn't be totally shocked um, if the horse were to upset. But would be uh, kind of my wild card play in the race. I agree. I had the I had the eleven and third, uh, and would not be surprised either. You see Cassie do this a lot. You know, he'll debut a horse on synthetic and then move him over to uh, the dirt. And yeah, I mean, this early in their career, you don't really know what they are. Uh, and I mean, their trainers have a good idea, but they're they're experimenting with stuff a little bit. So I wouldn't be shocked the eleven wins. Um, I just think the five and seven are a little bit better. Got a little bit better connections uh, for a race like this one. So while we're waiting for them to to run this race, we'll you know before we move on to the rest of actual blinkers off, um, you know, it's a good opportunity to talk about the meet in itself and why you know it's such a t- it's such an amazing meet, but it's a tough meet and it can be an aggravating meet. There can be days like this. This is of course is on day one, but there can be days like this there where you know the, the talent is just so good and um, you know maybe not today is that case where it's where it's the opposite, but it is Saratoga. The races can be unpredictable at times. Then you have days where it's really tough days where the card is just unbelievable and you feel like you could be right and wrong the whole day. So how do you kind of, you know, get through a whole meet of this and kind of keep your head uh, high and, and not be, you know, changing tactics? And, you know, you've done this over year, over year, over year. So what's some of the kind of the, the angles and things that you've kind of noted whenever you, you play Saratoga kind of long term? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think, I think it's a good point to bring up because there are going to be days where you kind of whiff here. Same with Del Mar that's coming up. Uh, the racing is very contentious. You know, you, you, you just kind of helter skelter how it goes. Um, so you can't, you just can't get down on it and you can't get upset over one day. And I, I've always tried to say, you, you know, when you get in a slump with something, if you've proven over time that it works and then you get in a little bit of slump, 
you kind of just got to stay the course and stay what you do. And, and eventually yeah. the variance will come back your way. And that's, that's kind of how I feel about Saratoga, this meet in general. It's, it's always a little funky at times. I feel like the first couple of weeks are, are harder than the last few weeks. So this really is anything new, you know, but tomorrow you may kind of use that same kind of logic and everything comes in your way. Yeah. I mean, it's especially cause I mean, if you have now, if you go like four weeks, the whole first month right, and you can't hit anything and you're like, okay, you might want to, I want to change things up a little bit, but you know, as long as if you have success and you, you stay the course. Yeah. I mean, like Nick, I mean, you do this long enough, you got to stay the course and you know, Saratoga is what I've found over the years is it's just one of those that, you one it's not you can get good prices you can get you know because the talent is so good and you really don't have to have a great percentage you just have to hit mm-hmm. one or two here and there that are you know as far as you as long as you look for those positive vv uh, situations and you can make money you know because of the you know the the payouts are so so much better because it's a tough you know t- they're tougher to hit so you kind of have to go into that knowing yeah i am going to hit less but when I do hit, I need to make it pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you said it. You said it right there. Uh, it's, I feel like Del Mar, especially in Saratoga to some degree as well. Del Mar, I mean, the variance is just wild. And like you said, you just have to cash one or two a day and you're fine. I mean, uh, I, I, I think, you know, these meets, these summer meets more than anything else, picking your spots is really important as well. Sometimes, day in and day out throughout the year, you can kind of play every race and you're okay here. There's just some races that just aren't going to set up very well. They're not going to set up for what you kind of like to do to kind of be a little bit more selective at these two meets is, is really good because look, they're bigger fields than what we're used to uh, day in and day out. And you know, everybody wants to run their horses here. So that leads to a little bit more of a craziness in some of these races. So Take a race like this one. If you love the five, you love the seven, say you want to throw the 11 in there, this is one you can kind of attack. Yeah. I mean, I think a good example for me is like, was it last year? I know it was last year, but I can't remember if it was Travers next day or if it was Whitney next day. When was it we went to the track with, with Slim and his brother? And uh, it was the day after the Travers, I okay. want to say. So Travers Day, we had, you know, we had it up. Like it wasn't a terrible day. Like we hit some stuff, but we, you know, we just missed out on a big cash. Um, was a pick three or the double? I don't remember with that. Horse yeah, or dancer prior. Yep. And, um, you know, we had epicenter, but I mean, it was kind of like an up and down kind of. And then, so it's like it was, but it was, a, it was one of those frustrating days. Next day, we go to the track, have fun, and I cash this huge exact. It just mess, you know, just not like I liked it. You know what I mean? But it was just one of those. If I played it the same way I played Saturday, you know, it's just it just you just have to keep playing. And, and, you know, I had a positive weekend because of that. And it's just like, you can't, you can't just get mad or get upset. It's like, oh, I sucked on Saturday. I'm not going to play. Keep playing. I mean, I know yeah. that's like the gambler's, the gambler's motto, but keep, you got to keep firing away. Well, there's 40 days in this meet, right? So, so don't, you know, don't quit after one day and miss the next 39. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. They're loading uh, okay. for the Shilerville. We'll see. Look like we got six to five on wine on tap, nine to two on closing act. Uh, Saratoga Secret is three to one, eight to one on Silver Tree. Did you like closing act at all? Um, Not really. Um, But, you know, Asmussen is completely on fire. So his horse has been running better than what they look on paper. So, but I, I didn't look at closing act and go, oh, yeah, I think he's going to, or she's going to fire a big one or anything like that. 
We'll find out. They are about to go. They're off. They're off. Seven gets the lead. Pretty broke well. Let's see if she she's not going to go though. The ones looks like the one. So yeah, Carmelina. I that's not shocking to me. One five seven sitting off of the two there, about four wide. Two's right behind them. Six, eight, and eleven is in the back, but close. They're all kind of tightly bunched there. The seven is in a is in like the spot where you win, and so is the five oh, yeah. for these type of races. I'm saying the seven. Sh I mean, really, the seven should not lose if the horse is anywhere near what uh, she was last out. Yeah, unless the five is is the horse. You know, um, twenty two and three. The two's really sneaking up too. And running a nice race. It's got to be one of these three coming on here. It looks like this two wants to cut the corner or cut through those two horses. Seven is looking a little weary legged. I don't think the seven's going to do it. Folks. I think the two's going to do it. The two's going to run away. Yeah. The Lucas horse is fighting it. Uh oh. No, I think the two's just drifting. Yeah. Yep. Two's got it easy. So 21 to one shot right there. <laughs> two, five. I think seven. Seven, six, seven looks like maybe. Wow. So yeah, just like we uh, wrote it up. Six wins or two wins. The horse that we uh, we literally didn't talk about. So what, yeah, look, it, it, look at the horse galloping out too. Oh, that was a dominant effort. Horse got a little squirrely in the lane, or or that could have been like a six length win. I'll look up here. Uh, I mean, that's that's a really yeah good call by Nick. He called that out before. He liked the two. Um, yeah, that that was not only a win, that was an, a dominant performance. This was the first, or this, yeah, this was the uh, first time starter in the group. So, there you go. Practical joke. Uh, trained by Contessa Castellano had the mount training well. I mean, yeah, had a, had some bullet works, but you know, one of one, one of two, um, and then a one is, of nineteen. Uh, so. <laughs> Contessa is 0 for 15 uh, in two-year-olds and uh, 0 for 8 in first starts. But, hey, now not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's crazy. Good job, Nick. I, that, I mean, that's just never one I'm going to pick um, based off of those stats. But uh, you obviously saw something we didn't. So, Yeah. I mean, a, a first-time starter there. I don't know. Uh, by the this is not a knock on on uh, Nick's uh, a call there, but I don't know how good those other horses are if they let a first time starter not only win but absolutely dominate that race. Well, and the seven like was awful, you know, and the seven dominated yeah. last out, and so uh, kind of makes you wonder what that field was. I mean, literally all those horses um, that, like you said, that they they got beat there. How good are these? So maybe yeah. not very good is the answer. <laughs> um, all right. Well, welcome to Blinkers Off. So uh, starting off, uh, Saratoga, first stakes is in the books. We got 39 more days of stakes to go. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to that. We're going to talk about a bunch of them here coming up. But uh, before we get into the show fully, I wanted to get your thoughts on a little bit of last weekend, Belmont Oaks, Belmont Derby, Cornhusker. Um, you were there for the Cornhusker. So we'll, we'll start with the Cornhusker. Um, what'd you think? Uh, Ain't life grand finished, uh, you know, really ran well, ran a good third. Um, just, you know, maybe I got the worst trip out of that top three, somehow giant game one. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, it's, it, it was a, it was a tough one to be honest. Uh, I, I was, 
I wasn't disappointed in the horse. I thought he did extremely well. I thought he ran really well. Um, I, you know, I, I felt like he kind of ran his race. The track was really against him and yeah, you know, they just kind of let, you know, they just kind of let, let that horse walk out there. And that was the end of it. Giant game didn't back up. Kind of wish ain't life grand would have been a little bit closer up the backside. I kind of liked his position early, but you know, he, he ran really well and, and it's hard to get, you know, too upset about it. Cause I mean, I think he showed up and did what he does. It just wasn't good enough, but uh, a good third for sure. Um, and I thought Skippy ran pretty well to get second too. Yeah. Skippy ran. All right. Um, yeah, I think a life grand is, is a, is a solid horse and, uh, they should be happy with that horse. And I, I would like to see him, you know, continue to try tough races because I do think he's got the talent. I just, I never can figure out where like i don't know if it's a jockey thing if or or if it's just the horse is weird you know but it's just like the horse i always feel like i never know where the horse is actually going to be placed in the race yeah you it's know kind I mean? of a thing it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know it's playing to speed you know he has some some speed probably should have been closer you know after what we'd seen all night i, I think you probably should have been closer and you're right it he doesn't have to be that far back. And and I think that's the number one kind of disappointment when you look at it and you go, yeah, he probably left him a little bit too much to do. And there wasn't any reason to, cause he has more speed than that. So, I mean, that was frustrating, but that's racing. You know, if he, if he turns the corner and he, he, he blows by him, nobody's worried about it, you know, and that, that didn't happen, but you know, I think next time he will be put in the race a little bit. When he turned the corner, it did look it's like, oh, here he, here, the, here he comes. Here's that stride. Yeah. Kind of thought for a second. Plus, considering Giant Game was in the lead, you're like, hey, he's not going to hold. And uh, he did. He did. Yeah. Um, Giant Game was actually in Kelly's barn because Dale Romans, uh, you know, shipped into Kelly's barn. And, and I actually uh, hung out with Dale till about <laughs> one in the morning that <laughs> that day or, or, or morning, I should say. So, uh, Dale, I mean. Dale. Dale was there. <laughs> Dale and Kelly and uh, a bunch of us were there. It was, it was, uh, I'd never met him. He is, he is an hilarious person. Let me, I'll put it that way. He's hilarious. I asked, I, did you kick him in the belly? No, no, I didn't. Dale's looking great, by the way. He, Dale's, he's had to have lost 150 pounds. I'm not, no exaggeration. Really? Crazy. Oh my God. I didn't recognize him at first. He, he's looking fantastic. Wow. So, Go Dale. Look at it, that. It's crazy. In, in typical Dale Romans fashion, he brought a favorite in and it ran awful and he brings that kind of weird nine to one shot and it wins. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's just, you can't, it's just proof that you can't play Dale Romans, uh, at short prices. You only play him at, it's just like McPeak, you know, um, you know, uh, the next race was brutal because that horse, which I don't even remember the horse's name that I had at like 26 to one that I, I gave out bleakers off. I thought I was going to win the dang thing. Um, that was a total joke of a race at Iowa Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but let's go to the next, uh, the Belmont Oaks, Belmont Derby. I mean, a couple, a couple thoughts I had. I'll go first. Uh, Mission of Joy. She's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. She'll be forever dead to me. I, I, it was, a, if you, if you had the Bel, uh, the Belmont Derby Bible, you knew that we were alive um, with the, my plays were about a thousand dollars cash. If the, if it goes one five in that race, cause we had the five prerequisite second key. We go, it comes in one five, by the way, she finished second. And so got that. 
uh, $1,000 cash by just doing that with the pick three. I had a double. I had the, the exact there. The one, I don't know, you could have drawn up a better trip for the one. And she just had, I don't know what, what happened, but the one, um, it, she just had nothing left. So that was, uh, that was really, I thought the, the Oaks was uh, very disappointing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the Oaks was a, a weird one. Uh, for sure. Did not, did not finish at all. Mission of joy with that trip was, was surprising and silver not got the same trip and didn't finish either. You know, I, he never, the difference I think with him is he was never going to be far bridge as good as he ran, he ran, but with mission of joy, that race was right there for her to go take it. And she just, she didn't quicken. And, and I was shocked. I, I thought she was sitting in the catbird seat, but you got to run when they ask you to run in the end. And there was, there was no run from that horse whatsoever. Yeah, it was one of those things that I, you know you don't want you don't ever like when you have a big cash looming and I didn't want to get too excited, but I thought, I've, dude, I've got this. This is like this is good as cash, you know. Yeah, and, uh, I, and, I was sitting with with three or four guys uh, that you know of, of Kelly's friends, and we were watching it, it together. And every one of them were like, "Oh, that the one if if the one's any good, I, I think that's this is over." Well, I don't know. If the, was the one no good? I I, I don't know <laughs> because it was definitely not over <laughs> at all. Well, I don't know who uh, who we should be more mad at. I guess probably her, considering the cash. But man, you go to the Derby, Silver Knot is just I don't know. It's clear the distance is not that you know going that long was not gonna not gonna be his uh, liking. But man, he is just. He's unbettable now. You can't, you can't, you cannot bet him. Uh, Far Bridge on the flip side, a horse that's been consistent, as consistent as could be, finally broke through and won. And really, he looked, you know, looked good. It wasn't like, you know, by default. I mean, no, I think this horse is is really coming into uh, his own. And this is a nice turf horse uh, for Todd Fletcher. Yeah, no, for sure. Far Bridge was awesome. I mean, there was no beating him. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the difference of the two races, right? There, there was no beating him whatsoever. And he, like I said, he's one of the better three-year-olds we have period, you know, um, you know, even the race last time out and the, and the both races, honestly, uh, that, that he lost, gosh, he ran well enough to win. He just didn't, you know, he just didn't, he didn't get any luck uh, for lack of a better term. This one, there was no issues. There was no problems. Yeah, no. I mean, he like, yeah, and it was another horse that you and I were texting each other during those races. And both times it was like, well, they're in perfect spots, you know, like, I don't know how you could ask for a better trip. And then they just, you know, had no, nothing left and, and mm -hmm. uh, silver, not especially, uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> you know, bet the crap out of web slinger next out. I mean, that horse definitely got a pretty tough trip, came running late. Uh, the foxes, the horse that came flying late, um, finished second there. What do you think of the Fox? Is that one that you think, uh, well, if we do see the horse again over here, do you think, uh, is that a horse that you liked or was that more of a case of just maybe the rest of them weren't all that great? Um, that's a hard question. I, I, I didn't love him going into the race. I like him better coming out of it. He got a lot of experience. I think that's really good for, for him uh, moving forward. I don't know. I'm on the fence with him. I, I, I still don't think he's fabulous, but I, I think, his trip slash ride, however you want to phrase it, was not ideal. And I, I think, therefore, I, I kind of, if he comes back and runs again, I'll be a little more interested in him next time than I was this time. I th I didn't, so I guess that's a roundabout way of saying he was he was fairly impressive to me. Yeah, I, I even going into it, though, I didn't, it, that was why I didn't, 
pick him. I, I don't think he's world class, you know, as far as like yeah, that you know, those Euro, you know, shippers or whatever, um, coming over. So I, you know, and I, I still think that I, I think the horse could the horse win one of our races over here, probably, you know, considering depending on who you know shows up. But you know, if they try something in Saratoga, I mean, it's certainly going to be tougher than that race. And so, I mean, I, the horse will have to, I think, get a little lucky um to, to to win one of those but uh i i do think the horse does have some talent he he just has a he just kind of has an awkward awkward move or when he when he makes his move he just i watch it again watch this one too his back end gets wobbly i noticed that on all these replays and that was the one thing kind of held me up and it's just like he can't keep his back in straight i don't know it's weird i i don't really know how to describe it any better than just he just he's just kind of wobbly um, but he's also, he's like a small horse, you know, he yeah. really is tiny. And I wonder if that's got a little bit something to do with it as well. I'm not one to sit here and talk about configurations of a horse, but he's definitely a, on the smaller side. Yeah. He, he looked like he got shot out of a cannon though. Top of the oh yeah. I mean, he's got to move. Yeah. Flying like, of course he had a terrible break and kind of had a bad break. I think it was either the last race. Or I don't remember this. I don't have his form in front of me, but he had kind of a similar situation where he had, he broke poorly and was further back than probably he wanted to be. And so he certainly what didn't, that didn't do him any favors. Um, but yeah, to finish second, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily love, like I thought the horses that ran past or behind far bridge other than him, maybe him were more disappointing than like, Oh, they ran pretty good. Like I, I just let, you know, uh, like look at the Chad Brown horses. They were awful. You know, yeah. they just, they weren't very good at all. So, Man, Chad Brown, by the way, I'm having a, like his horses. I feel like lately have been like all or nothing. You get yeah. all or nothing with his. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now. I, I agree. Um, all right. What do you say? We talk. We got uh see one, two, three, four, five, six stakes races to cover on Bleakers Off. So today's show, we're going to preview and get picks for all the stakes races opening weekend in Saratoga. That includes because we just did a little bit of Thursday there, but Friday, Saturday, and even the quick call came out on Sunday. So we'll talk about that one. A little bit as well, including on Saturday, the grade one 500,000 Diana stakes, which is a doozy of a race. It's, uh, I mean, it's worth the price of admission. Let's put it that way if you're going to Saratoga or watching Saratoga on Saturday. Let's go. And they're off at Saratoga. Saratoga is officially here. We're going to go through this kind of like rapid fire-esque but we're not gonna we're gonna talk about these races more than just like we do in rapid fire but huge weekend uh, of racing kicking off the saratoga uh, 2020 2023 racing meet of course uh halterman and i'll be there here in a few weeks but until we're there let's talk about some of these stakes we'll kick things off um on friday which if you're listening to this uh on thursday it's tomorrow if you're listening to this friday just for those people that don't know that's today uh race four the wilton stakes 135k phillies uh three-year-olds uh you're going one mile here fill to five and dude i i think I've, i looked at this one almost as long as i did any other races it, even though it's only a five horse field and you've got a couple chad brown seven to five on randomized exceed it's an eight to five Seven to two on Sacred Wish. I'm talking Melody five to one. Just Catherine at twelve to one. That's the field. But dude, it's just like I I don't like either one of the Chad Brown horses. Really, I'm surprised. I am surprised <laughs> you don't like either one of them. Um, like, I mean, this don't get me wrong. They could definitely win. They probably should win, but just based off those prices, I don't know how you play them. 
Yeah, I no, okay, I understand that for sure. Hot listen, people have kind of chased the four a seed in the last two races. I feel like Vinny, and this is not a knock on Vinny, but he did try to chase him a couple times. Um I, I just feel like the four is in the right spot finally. So the horse breaks the maiden on March 16th at Gulfstream Park. They go right to the eight bells to take on red carpet ready and money's gold. And then they go right to the grade one acorn. Now we're here in $135,000 ungraded stakes going a flat mile. I think the four makes a ton of sense. So I put a seed on top in this one. I, I think she's going to be pretty tough to beat in this spot. Um, I, I would be pretty disappointed if this if she doesn't show up and at least run a much better race than she did the last two times. Yeah, I mean the the, the eight bells was the one where she burned me. I had her. Um, well, of course it didn't really matter because you know. Uh, well, I did. I guess I did. I had exceed. I had exceed and I had money's gold both in a pick three. And I thought if money's gold doesn't win, it should be exceed. And it was red carpet ready. And then I play red carpet ready the next time, and she's awful. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, clearly can't figure them out, but no, I mean, I, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm worried that the off the Lasix might be the, a big issue for the five. I mean, maybe that doesn't always mean anything, but ran really well on Lasix, ran really well, really poorly off of it. Um, the acorn just got demolished, of course, was against some good horses in that one, but exceed is the horse of the Chad Browns that I would, would want to play if, if I was picking between the two think that distance was too far last time out makes sense this distance i i ultimately like blocked them out i was like okay which one am i gonna pick i i think the two is really interesting uh stretching out has been really good really has only one like one poor effort and that was two back but um i guess on debut it was not good but uh you know stretching out has looked re looked really good last out gets size aboard. board i think that horse is really interesting from a pace perspective and uh listen i'm chasing a little bit of the three sacred wish i think that's mm -hmm. gonna be my, my top play here you know getting the cut back i think is is a big deal going a mile this horse has been ran mile 16th mile 8th mile 16th of course a couple of graded stakes races the uh, gold street mark oaks and the black eyed susan last time out going mile 16th on the muddy which might be a factor i don't know i mean the weather seems like it could rain a little bit tonight into tomorrow at saratoga so if it does, the track would be beneficial to the three, I would think, or at least wouldn't hurt. Gets Johnny V back aboard. So I do think the horse is very interesting at, uh, I don't know if we call it an upset, but upsetting one of the Chad Browns. So Sacred Wish is my pick to win this race. But I, I'm avoiding this race like the plague. I'd have no interest in it. It definitely feels like one of those races where it's like Chad Brown should win and he's going to be like six to five, or I'm going to pick the wrong between the two and the three <laughs> so it just feels like i'm gonna try to avoid it and get by it as much as i can i'll probably play the two and the three um here and just hope i survive so i got the three sacred wish i don't necessarily think this is an awesome race i mean i don't think either one of those chad brown horses are great right we've kind of seen that neither one of them are in my opinion yeah i, I think they're average I think we've established that right yep yeah. Um, all right, let's go later in the card here on Friday, race nine, the Coronation Cup Stakes, 150K for Phillies three-year-olds, going uh, five and a half furlongs on the turf. It's a pretty good field here. Field of eight uh, lines up here, and you've got, you know, Wesley Ward bringing in Love Reigns at seven to five. Love Reigns is like one of those horses that runs like twice a year, maybe. Yeah. Just shows up when she needs to. Um, Love Appeals, 
Two love horses, three to one for Clement. Got seven to two on my sweet affair. Um, Bossarati, if I say that right. Mm-hmm. Eight to one is I thought was somewhat interesting. What do you think of the field here? I think it's a really good field. Uh, I think you look at these horses, and there's there's a lot of them that you got to respect uh, in this group. I, I I thought almost every one of them, maybe not the six or seven, you know, had a had a shot here. End of the day, I I think Love Reigns is just better, and I think she'll get the job done here. Uh, you you look at like you said, she has been so spotty. Um, you know, broke the maiden so impressively at Keeneland. Uh, so impressively that they had to go to Ascot. She ran extremely well over there, came back, won a stakes up here very easily. And then if you remember, she went all the way from August 21st to the Breeders' Cup November 4th without a race, and they missed a race at Keeneland that could have got her ready. She basically showed up to the Breeders' Cup. She didn't have a race that day and got and got walloped. But came back Keeneland, ran really well, dramatic stretch ride, uh, got the job done last time out. I think if she brings her top race, they're not going to beat her. However, Joel Rosario is aboard. He has been on a big-time slump, so that has to be a worry. But I still think Love Reigns is the best horse out of this group. He tri- the, the, one, the beneficial thing for Love Reigns is he did everything he could to get that horse beat in the limestone. Yes, he did. And she won. That was an unbelievable race. I went because I was watching replays, and I almost forgotten about it. I was like, oh, man. There's no, like, it almost looked like she was going to finish fourth almost when the end of that race. And she yeah. somehow squeezed through, finally got run, and, and, and was and was really impressive in the limestone. She's definitely the one to beat, but I'm not totally interested at seven to five. And I'm going to maybe you get Rosario'd a little bit here. I, I like the one, my sweet affair. I think this is the one that could upset the thing. Irad Ortiz gets back on board, uh, was on this horse. Uh, debut and then the the the, uh the limestone as well um he finished third that day it's been kind of one of those horses like i think the 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 scary part with him or with her picking her is she's been one of those horses that's kind of been like a a bridesmaid type horse you know runs Mm -hmm. well doesn't quite get the job done runs well doesn't quite get the job done i do think the pace is going to be solid enough in here for this horse and if the horse can sit a trip i like the fact that irad ortiz rode the horse and then now gets back aboard for george weaver who they team up and do pretty well together. So, you listen, I'm, pl- I'm playing the four. I don't have any issues playing the four, but I do like the one. If you're going to get an upsetter, I do think the one could upset the thing if the if Rosario gets a little Rosario in his system. So, um, did you have did you, did you, any thoughts on the on, on my sweet affair or anyone else? Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually had my sweet affair in, in a second. I, I thought that horse uh would do very well coming back out of laurel i think the horse will kind of try to turn the tables on Bazarati, who actually beat uh her last time out but speaking of Bazarati, i think that's the other one eight to one yeah the eight horse here three straight wins since moving over to the turf if you notice the first race on the turf was a twenty-five thousand dollar claimer then we went to an allowance and then we went to a stakes um so the the, the step up has been uh, great for this horse since moving to the turf the problem is this is going to be an even more of, of a step up compared to where we were but if she gets out to the front which i think she's going to i mean anytime you get out in front here it's it's sometimes can be tricky to catch them i wouldn't be shocked so i put the eight in third i'm with you i think that is a it's a huge wild card horse i do i mm-hmm. i think it's unlikely yeah probably like you said like has to step up but listen she's had to step up in every race she's ran in on the turf and she's passed with flying colors. Her numbers keep improving with every race. Her time form improves. 
with every race on the turf. I just, you know, keep that. But yeah, I mean, speed can be dangerous. And sometimes these horses, if, you know, if Rosario gets Rosario and the one doesn't, you know, isn't, likes to hang like she does, I mean, maybe we've got an upset looming. So TGAF getting uh, the mount as well. I like that. So, and Brittany Russell obviously said a hell of a year. So, um, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be like, I, I think you could, if you can afford it, you, you know, use her. Yep. In, in your sequence because she could be you know everyone's gonna have love reigns you know um everyone's probably gonna have the two or the one in but you know the eight you're gonna knock a lot of people out if you play the eight um so i don't hate that pick uh at all and i think the horse has got a huge shot on the front end all right let's go to saturday racing at saratoga and kick things off here today on with race four the diana stakes so the main event is the first stakes on the card because of that shorter field. It's grade one, 500K, Phillies Mayors, four-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles on the turf. Field of five shows up here, and uh, we might as well call it the Chad Brown, Diana, because we have four of the five all out of the Chad Brown barn. By the way, all of them seemingly like formable opponents, you know. Feeve Rover for Cassie. Let's, let's move past that one for a second. In Italian at two to five. Market segmentation at four to one, fluffy socks at eight to one, and white beam. I've been looking for when this horse is going to show up again at five to one. So it's in Italian, or is it one of the other? I, I don't know if you say new shooters, but is it? It's in Italian, or some of her younger, less less talented uh, sisters. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> You know, it's a five-horse field. Chad Brown has four in the race. Chad Brown has the clear pace advantage here within Italian. The only other horse that I think could really press her would be the three market segmentation. But why would one Brown press another Brown? Why would Jose Ortiz press Irad Ortiz? I, I... Explain to me what world we're in Italian's not going to get an easy trip around there. And if she doesn't, explain to me how... There isn't going to be some fits thrown back in the barn after the race. So to me, I think the two just kind of walks around there and wins it. I, I I have a lot of respect for market segmentation and really fluffy socks and white bean to a lesser degree, but still a lot of respect for them. To me, I, I don't think they can catch her, though. That's the problem. Like if the setup was a little different, maybe, but. The pace advantage is there for an Italian. I, I don't see who goes and gets her. I think she makes it three in a row. I I know it's chalky two to five, but when, when when you're the only pace and the only other pace that could be is the same trainer, I just don't see a world where there's going to be a lot of speed in this race. Yeah, it, it just kind of feels like it's going to be one of those where it's like, all right, listen, you know, well, I'll, I'll be Irad and Jose for a second. Um, it's like, oh, hey, you know, like, just just follow me around. Like, let's just, you know, almost like a blocker. You're going to just run. We're going to, you know, we're the two best. You don't push me. I, you know, I won't, you know, I'll just do my thing. You do your thing. It's almost like you're, I can almost see a situation where it's like, we're, we're giving you the race in Italian. Like, yep. we're, we're not going to mess things. Like, you're going to go win this race. We know that. And market segmentation is basically going to run. Let's just pretend in Italian's not in the race market segmentation is going to run her race right and so it just feels like those two are just going to do their own thing i mean i do like i'm, I'm kind of with you i think fluffy socks and white beam i do have a lot of, like and it's hard to be 
go against them. I mean, I thought Bloody Socks looked really good last out. White Bean definitely looked good last out. White Bean is the one that I would be the most interested in as far as like an upsetter, just because I feel like we we're learning still about her and what she is. Um, she could be a lot of things. So that, there, there's that. Um, but past, I just feel like it's a two, three, straight exacta, just two, three, two, three. Uh, <laughs> Michael, I want it's it's the Italian is the two. So I, I think you're thinking of that, but I hope you are, um, unless you like the one fever over. Maybe you do. Um, um, yeah. yeah. uh but yeah it definitely feels like it's just a two three merry-go-round around the track like yeah that's what i thought um you could see a lot of people like like oh we didn't learn anything from that race like it's just it kind of feels like it's gonna be like a paid workout type of race Mm -hmm. yeah it does i mean uh, nick's bringing up if it if it rains does it change anything? I don't know. I don't know how it'll play. You know, that's that's a hard question to answer. That turf can get a little bit funky, maybe, but at the same time, it shouldn't change anything as long as the two still out there in front, unless speed just totally melts out there, which is always possible. But I, hard question to ask. But you wouldn't think it would change much in this one. No, I mean, it, like, an Italian is running at such a high level right now Mm -hmm. like she's i mean not only is she she's like one of the best probably what you say top three because you got you know caravel you got up to the mark you got italian i mean that's it as far as three turf horses we have in the country you know far Mm -hmm. bridge would be in there a little bit in the four or five but she's just running lights out and and you just you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't with her you no one wants to go with her early and uh you certainly don't want to go you know try to to tangle with her because you're going to get burned up and you almost have a lot of situations i feel like too you got a lot, you got a couple other chad browns in the races sometimes with with her and so it kind of helps that as well right because they don't push her um and yeah. definitely is a little bit of gamesmanship going on well i mean the one way to to end that is to enter your horse but at the same time who who's going to enter you know and why would they enter in that spot and then then you get into all that so i mean anytime the setup's like this it's really hard to say you know what i don't think she's winning today (laughs) i would love to see a setup with some more speed but you know she went to the breeders cup and faced a full field that almost took him gate to wire so you know she's proven she can do it without having to have this kind of setup yeah and uh you know last year she won the diana as well i think uh technical analysis i know and then wasn't bleaker street a chad brown too yep so yep, they ran sure one was. two three uh, mm-hmm. that last year as well in very similar fashion she just went out there and went and kind of just put them out of there you know just she went like 109 45 and 109 and just kind of cruised around there she's just so talented i think in italian i mean she's She's got to, like, to me, she needs to win a Breeders' Cup, you know? Like, that's that's her only thing she's missing. She almost mm-hmm. did it last year, like you said. That would seal the deal for her as being one of the top uh, turf horses, you know, at least one of the chop, top Chad Brown turf horses that he's had in a long time, you know? Yep, no doubt. She just needs to, she almost pulled through last year. Let's see if she can get it done. Um, but in Italian for us, both in the Diana. All right, let's go to race nine on Saturday. These are all still in Saratoga. The Kelso Stakes, grade three, 175K for four-year-olds and up, going one mile on the turf. Field of eight, 
lined up here. I, th I thought this was a pretty fun race, Alterman. A pretty interesting one. Eight to five on Annapolis, five to two all the way on the outside. They cost a Creed. But man, you really get to pick, take your pick here if you don't like either one of those. Big Everest is a five to one. Fila de Arana is five to one. Anaconda is six to one. By the way, I don't know if I aced that name, but if I did, I killed that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I said it right. I probably can't even say it now. I'm not even going to try. But no, I aced said it. it. If, if, we'll say it. So, Costa Creed, Annapolis, or someone else? Oh, boy. This is a tough one. You would think Costa Creed's got the class advantage. Um, I, you know, I, I think the horse is a little bit better than the rest of these. Been facing a little bit tougher. Um, but stretching out to a mile ha has me a little bit scared. Uh, I I win Annapolis. I think Annapolis is going to be really tough to beat in this spot here. Um, you, you know, you look at the race it, at last uh, in the Coolmore Turf mile at Keeneland when Casa Creed went up against Annapolis. Annapolis was able to beat him, you know. So uh, he, he can definitely jump up and run a big race. Last time out, kind of knocked the rust off of Churchill Downs. Got a really nice uh, figure for that and was able to get a win. I think he improves off that effort. I went Annapolis on top in this one. You know, I don't think this is a horse I've picked very often, but um, I'm with you. I actually went number two Annapolis here. I, I just, you know, I really wanted to pick Casa Creed. I, it really took a lot of me not to not pull the trigger on Casa Creed, but I just, you know, the distance for me is the concern. Can yeah. can he uh, win at this distance? Yes, he can. He has, but 15 times running this at this distance, he's ran. He's won three times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, that's not awesome. You know, it runs well, right? Three wins, two seconds, four se thirds. Runs well, pretty much all of them, but just doesn't quite win. Now, on the flip side, like Saratoga, four starts, two wins, two thirds. Um, so, I, w I mean, the horse runs every time. He's going to he's gonna show up with an effort. It's just that mile might be a little bit. And you also wonder, like, is – now, I get it. Like, he had to, he had to kind of, you know, kind of shake the dust off a little bit last time, but – is he a little bit, you know, he's seven years old now, you know, yeah. like, is that, is he kind of just, is he not quite as, as potent as he was, um, you know, a year or two ago. So I, I'm kind of wondering that as well. So that plus the distance is making me kind of go Annapolis. I listen, I thought that comeback after running in the breeders cup, uh, this, uh, you know, past year, thought he looked awesome. I mean, he really <laughs> did. You know, this is a horse that, has looked good a lot of his starts six uh, six wins and nine starts two seconds i mean the horses ran other than the uh, the breeders cup has ran one ran one two every time yep. it's just a really consistent solid horse and i do think that this warfront um colt is going to get better as a four-year-old and, and uh, kind of showed it a little bit last time out likes this distance three starts or uh, three wins at five starts three uh, starts at saratoga two wins in a second I think he's going to be really good here. So uh, I like Annapolis uh, as well. I, I think this horse, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would single, but uh, cause I do think there's some, not just cost of Creed. Like what about let's go five, six or seven or any interest in those three. Cause I, I do think all those are in with the shot. Uh, I, I like Anaconda. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid horse. And I like the five big Everest. I think he's, he's just running really well right now. Four straight wins, obviously, but you know, been doing it against a uh, similar-ish company. Beat Anaconda two races back, but uh, it was only by a nose. So uh, I I think one of those two horses make a ton of sense as well. I don't think it's as, like you said, I don't think it's as easy as well. It's Anna, Annapolis and it's it's Casa Green. Uh, I think these other horses could jump up there and, and, and pull a bit of an upset as well. 
Yeah, David, that's where exactly where my exactly. brain went to. So yep. I'm singing it in my head. If I if only had the legal rights to, to play the song, I would, but uh, then we wouldn't get, you know, we get fined. So, uh, all right. Yeah, we're both on uh, <clears throat> on the two Annapolis here to win the Kelso. Let's go to the next race uh, on Saturday, race 10, the Sanford Stakes. Of course, kind of the, the running of uh, the Shilerville we saw today. Grade uh, three. This is for the boys this time. Two-year-olds going six furlongs. Field of 10 um, shows up here. And this one, you know, we talked about single, not single. This one feels singable, single bull. <laughs> <laughs> On the nine, gold sweep uh, at three to five for Asmussen. Man, this horse has just, you know, that horse race last time out. He absolutely demolished that field, winning by nine. Of course, got beat by Wilson Q on debut. Um, Wilson Q came back, I think, ran second or third in that stakes race, um, the last out at Ellis Park. But, you know, came back to win by nine, dominant effort. I mean, and the other thing is, is like, I could, there's no one else in here that I like, you know, enough to, you know, to, to pick the upsetter. That was kind of it. I, I don't think this field is all that great once you get past him and, you know, these Asbuson horses, they usually fire in these situations, these young horses up at Saratoga. Um, I, to me, it's it's way his race to lose, and that's why he's three to five. Uh, the, the race at Belmont's good enough. You know, that was five and a half. We're going six here. Uh, the horse has got speed, but I, I really like how he's kind of been able to sit off of it, and he's drawn outside. I think that is fantastic. I I don't think you beat the nine here. I like Gold Sweep a lot. Got a 75 on debut, 75 buyer. Got a 91 buyer next mm-hmm. time out. The two-year-old um, in that uh, in that Tremont. Uh, Yo-Yo Candy, who finished third that day, is also in here. Is the four horse at 15 to one. Gets blinkers. You know, did win on debut. I, I always am he- I'm always hesitant though when I when I see like. When a horse just gets demolished by a horse and the buyer comes back fairly strong at 67 buyer i always take a little pause on that just because yeah. it's like yeah you got the high buyer because the horse that won was dominant you know what i mean and so you got to be careful with when you look at that and say well you know he does have one of the higher buyers of the field well he also got smoked um by the horse uh, by gold sweep so anyone else in here like as far as could possibly pull off an upset if for whatever reason the nine doesn't fire well, I, you know, I think anytime you're at Saratoga, you, you've got to look at some of the local connections. You kind of start with that, but then you look through it and it's like, oh boy, there's not a whole lot of local connection in this one. Kind of what we're talking about. Call the Calvary, I thought was interesting for McPeak. It does feel like a McPeak type of winner. He lured Irad Ortiz Jr. to ride last time out when the horse broke the maiden at Belmont. He gets him back here. You know, when the Ortizes, when they ride for McPeak, it, it, it does kind of signal that this is a pretty good horse. I thought the one called the Calvary, not just the the jockey factor, but you kind of look at the race. That was a pretty solid race. Probably can improve off of that one as well. So I thought the one might be an upsetter. Um, then, I don't know. The coach has got the 10 Market Street. We kind of talked about him in the in the last race here, the, the Shilerville. And I could see him jumping up and running a pretty good race. Yeah, I was going to mention him. Um, I, I gets T Gaff aboard, one on debut. Another situation like we talked about earlier, where you've got a coach has a big time horse, a big time purchase horse that you know is one on debut and did it pretty impressively as well. Now it was at Ellis, of course, slash Churchill, right? Uh, but it was in the slop. So again, I don't know what I, I don't think the track will be sloppy on Saturday. But if it is, you got that. But um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, drawing outside of the nine, I don't think it's going to do the horse many favors because the horse does like to go before the place, at least did on debut. That's the other thing about these two-year-olds. You can't take like one race under their belts, especially like when they're running five and a half furlongs, five furlongs. You can't always say like, oh, well, they like to go like, there's like eight horses that want to go to the lead. Well, you, you, like it doesn't really, to me, you can't, it's hard to get a pace of the race. Yeah. I mean, sure. You can like, if, if whatever, it's like this horse clearly is faster than everybody else like that's one thing but it's like to say like oh i like the eight the seven the six are all gonna go it's like well not necessarily you know like they maybe sit off of it and maybe still run late so um yeah if it's not the nine i would i would be interested in the 10 and yeah i agree the one for sure is definitely feels like a if, if he could if he could somehow finagle irad to ride for him on debut um and get him back to ride here then maybe a horse isn't too bad. So, um, yep. and, and you had, and you had to like suck down a, a short price that day. Now you're getting eight to one. So it's a lot more in the peak range that makes him playable there. If the nine, but uh big, if do you, by the way, since we're talking two year olds, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a spites town sire. So you wouldn't necessarily believe it. It's going to go long, although it is out of the giants causeway dam um, or dam sire. Um, do you think, this is a horse with potential moving forward as far as down the road, or is this too early to tell? Sprinter, I think. I, I don't think the horse, I mean, which is fine. Win, win, go out there and win now. Go win as many two-year-old races as you can. That'd be my advice <laughs> that they don't need to have from me because they know, uh, go win those these two-year-old races. I don't think this horse is going to stretch or anything like that. You can go up there and you win a grade three, that'd be great. You know, and maybe you can go win the Saratoga Special, something like that as well. But I, I think once you get past these one-turn races, that horse is going to have some problems. Yeah, who was that horse that I watched the race? Was it, it, it the horse that was the favorite of last year when Forte won? It was like Gulf Coast or Gulf. Yeah, Shore. Gulf, Gulf, Gulf Port. Gulf Port. That's what yeah. It was. Kind of a similar horse, maybe where it was like maybe just didn't want to go very long, and mm -hmm. um, but was very fast and obviously. Um, good at that distance. All right, we uh, we haven't. I don't know about you. I mean, I've, I've kind of looked over the horses, but obviously you haven't looked at the past performances yet. But we'll go to Sunday for uh, race nine at Saratoga, the final stakes of the weekend. The quick call stakes. It's a Grade three, 175 k for three year olds who won five and a half furlongs on the turf. Get a large field here. Field of ten shows up, and and you got a couple uh, Wesley Ward runners, Nona Hudson, Eyewitness. For Wesley Ward, draw the one and the three. You got, uh, you know, there's Brad Cox got charging here who did not look good the last time out. Uh, Maker's got Gaslight Dancer, who I think is pretty interesting. Um, I know you probably haven't looked at this race closely, but you know, initial thoughts. I'm really interested interested to see what number nine uncashed does. This horse has won three straight gate to wire races on the dirt including a win last time out at Prairie Meadows in the Golden Circle when he went, when she won by eight. Now we're coming to Saratoga for Ravelli, and we're getting Irad aboard. I thought that was a very interesting horse. That popped out to me immediately. Kind of the unknown there, but I do like uh, the nine a little bit. I thought Eyewitness, the three horse, was another one, uh, like I said, as, as you kind of quickly cap this, it didn't come out too far before we got on the air. Another one's one three in a row, two on synthetic, one on the turf. I thought uh, uh, eyewitness would be tough in here too. So I like kind of like nine three, just taking a first glance at it. Yeah, I uh, my initial thoughts were the ten gaslight dancer. I think this is yep. a horse for Maker. 
kind of been knocking on the door. Did win two back at Keeneland, came back and ran third in the, at Churchill Downs um, before they before they closed down. But Nona mm-hmm. Hudson did beat him that day. But kind of been one of those that keeps kind of getting better and better. As you know, did run in the Breeders' Cup, ran second in the Charity Stakes before that. You know, so a horse that's got talent. It's kind of just been like I said, kind of hadn't broke through yet. So I think that's a, this is an interesting horse. Um, I'm with you. I like Eyewitness better than I like Nona Hudson. Um, when it comes to the Wesley Ward horses. So, and I was just initial thoughts. I thought, I don't know what the price will be, but charging, I don't, I don't like at all, really. I think that was, a, you know, I looked at Brad, you know, being a Brad Cox, he looked at it. I just thought the horse was really bad last time out. Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely bounce back off of that one. Um, you know, the race before was pretty good at Keeneland. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just totally stopped last time out. Doesn't look like this horse is going to be as fast as some of these other ones in that race either. So that that could be a trouble. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm not 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 a big fan just looking at this horse. Uh, you know, for the second third time through here, going to have to really improve off of a. I, I the horse I guess just went way too fast in that last race. Yeah. Okay. So PPs aren't out yet, but it is on time form, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep looking at it now but uh yeah gaslight dancer to me i mean it's like it's one of, it's a tough race because they're all right and gosh the whole field really has got a, a over 100 almost 100 uh, time form number so they, they're all kind of tightly packed there and you got a few like you said on cash who's got a big buyer or a big time form number but that was on the dirt um so what's that going to translate to so it'll be interesting to see but uh yeah that's on sunday obviously Go to racingdudes.com and, and look for our picks as well as uh, analysis of all the those races, the ones you haven't you know that haven't come out yet. But uh, before we end this, uh, the, the the stakes picks, you can't say the Diana because that's kind of a given of the weekend. But what's uh, what's the stakes race on, at Saratoga you're most looking forward to? You know, it's it's a weird question, right? Because you have the Diana, and then you these other ones to start this meet, they're not ones you stay up at night dream or you know thinking about you know i know i guess the kelso i think that's going to be a really fun race so i'll say that one since i can't say the diana but you know i get that that's really not fair that what i said to to, to lump the kelso into that though because they they do that's actually a huge race for a grade three so i think it's i think it's far and away the kelso uh as far as you know betting plus it's really competitive and there's there's stars in the race yeah, I would say that. I would go since you said that one. I'll I'll take give you the Coronation Cup tomorrow. Yeah, I just think that's an you know with with Love Reigns, you know, it's like what that horse could be. You know, it's kind of a superstar. Of course, it's hard to be one when you run once a year, but um, does have a ton of talent. And if there is, there could be an upset, or it could be you know, it's a, it's a it's a turf sprint, so you know, crazy things happen. It should be an exciting race. So I am looking forward to the to that race on uh, on Friday at Saratoga, but. There you go. There's the first look, picks, and analysis of the opening weekend at Saratoga. All the stakes races. Good luck, and uh, good luck for the entire meet this year at Saratoga. (laughs) This felt like that kind of weekend where it's like, well, yeah, the Diana, but it's like, let's just talk about them all because they don't. I don't feel like you you can. I mean, yeah, the Diana is the main one, but that's easy, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I think when the Diana only drew five, it's like, well, you can't come into a podcast centering it around the Diana. Like, even you talked about every horse and in, in detail, 
you're out of, you know, you got, you got what, 10 minutes on it maybe. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, next week, really every week from here on out, we'll set up more like a regular pod that we do where it's, here's an in-depth race and here's rapid fire. Cause you know, Haskell, Jim Dandy, Whitney, um, four star Dave, and then all the Del Mar races that I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, you know, it's, it's going to get wild. And by the way, like they get kind of announced today, not that it was total, such total shocker, but that Forte is going to be, is going to run in the Jim Dandy. So it kind of confirms that Tapatrice will probably be in the Haskell. And the Haskell right now, dude, is shaping up to be, well, probably the three year old race of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a, the updated probables for no, that? I'm it up right now. Okay. Cause, you're right. Um, it's shaping up to be a real good one. Last I saw, haven't ha- haven't seen an update yet on that though. It's uh, kind of like a who's who, really, of as mm-hmm. far as the three year olds go. You've got extra Neho. So now you've got the kind of you know we don't know what he is quite yet. Um, how great is Nate? Arabian Lion. These are all possible slash probables. Mage, Angel of Empire, which I don't know. I think I don't know if Angel of Empire is going to run or not. Um, Salute the Stars, Arabian Night, Tapit Trice, and Go Rocket Ride. So not only do you have like the Tapit Trice and you've got like the Mage, um, but you also have like the Extra Anejo, which, you know, we don't quite know who, what he is yet. We have the Arabian Night that we don't know really what he is. Go Rocket Ride. We don't, you know what I mean? Like these are horses that showed signs and then they went away or whatever. And so not only do you have those kind of the established ones, but you got the new shooters, so to speak, as well. There's no way Arabian Lion and Arabian Night are both going to be there, right? I mean, I'll put it this way. Arabian Night, and this is all on Horse Racing Nation as far as the stakes probables, which I use a lot for that, is uh, Arabian Night is the one probable. Arabian okay. Lion is possible. So you would got to think Arabian Knight would show up there. Although Baffert's been known to flip flop and make his and change things, so got to think you would assume right that one of them will be run there, and then one of them will run maybe stay out out west. Um, well, or Jim Dandy, or uh, yeah, go to Saratoga. The the other thing to this is, my goodness, the Travers is shaping up because if you're if you count this as a qual you know, quote unquote qualifier, and then throwing the Curlin and then throwing the Jim Dandy. I mean, this it's it's shaping up to be that Travers is truly going to be the uh, the the midsummer derby, right? Because that's what exactly because because you you'll get hopefully the horses like I just listed the extra Nejos who you know couldn't make the derby and the Go Rocker rides that couldn't make it, Arabian Night. No, we get to hopefully we get to see those too. So then you can really see what we have to you know we're working with. And then you've got in the Jim Dandy. Um, Mage, Angel, this is Possibles, Mage, Angel, Empire, and Hit Show, Reincarnate, and then uh, Probables are Disarm and Forte. So huh. a couple other ones as well that are uh, very interesting. So, what you know, it, it's it's shaping up to be a hell of a summer from the three-year-old department. That's interesting. Reincarnate's on the list. Um, I don't know where that puts Arabian Lion. Do they try to maybe sprint Arabian Lion again? I don't think, I mean, I doubt it because he acted so like they really wanted to stretch him out, you know? And they also were talking about stretching out Fort Bragg. So yeah, there's a lot of mystery. Well, he's got, um, he's, he's got a lot of horses right now. You talked about uh, the Travers 
how good it could be. All these horses right now are, are are mapping out their way to the Travers, right? So, like you just said, Haskell, Jim Dandy, they're all splitting up. They're all coming together um, for for that one, you know. Uh, Angel of Empire. Uh, I was talking to his uh, ownership group uh, over the weekend, and and I said, "Where's where's next?" And they said, "Oh, Travers for sure." I said, "Well, were you prepping?" He goes, "Oh, we'll do Haskell or." Or Jim Dandy, right? That's the answer most of the time. It's like we'll do one of those two, and then but Travers, you know, right. that's where we're going. So there you go. Um, see, I a lot of hate on Arabian Lion in the chat. I actually, I, I think I feel like Arabian Lion is sneaky and getting better and better. So I don't. I mean, we don't know what. I mean, yeah, Arabian Night certainly at at one point seemed like the big brother to Arabian Lion. Um, but we'll see what he comes back as and what he is. Um, I, I think Arabian Lion, though, I don't. I wouldn't consider him the fake Baffert, though. I thought. I think he's coming into his own a little bit. Explain what you would want of him to do differently in his last few races. I guess is how I would respond. I, I mean, he very well could be fake, but I, I don't know how you look at the last two races and think, well, he could have been better on that day. You know, he, he's been really good. I've already, I'm already having like nightmares about how I'm going to bet the Haskell. I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but I've got two, two horses. I really like, at least from like a fan perspective and extra Anejo and go rocket ride, you know, both of them on my fantasy team, but it's like, it's one of those races that you feel like a bunch of them could win. And I mean, the fact that Asmussen is running extra Neo in the race is pretty telling, but at the same yeah. time, I, I haven't really loved them you know, lately. So it's like, I, I don't know what to quite do with that. Go rock a ride. I really like, um, so we'll see what he's about, but man, all that said, it's like, whichever Baffert shows up, we know how he runs in the Haskell. We know what he does with these horses. When he ships these horses to this race, it's hard to go against whoever shows up. What do you, what do you think of Tappa Trice? I think he sucks. I think he's going to run in this race though. Oh, he'll run in this race. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But he's a bum. I hate that. Well, horse. I was just checking to see if you're gonna, you're gonna play him or not. I mean, this horses is the... that run second and third, maybe fourth in this hey, race. Bet him. I, I have been hearing he's training like a monster, Jared. I think you should go after him one more time. This will be the race he wins. Do you better believe it? Um, listen, verifying is a turd, and he, and he barely beat him in the bluegrass. That race is showing that. Uh, you know, maybe not that all that great. And so I don't know. He had every chance to win the Belmont. I mean, we'll tap a try. I think he's one of those horses that I'm just smart enough to get off the bandwagon now versus two years later when he's still doing the same stuff. So mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think you can, you can kind of say, Hey, we need to put him second, third, and, and and I think he could be useful in that regard, honestly. For sure. I I don't I don't think you can bet him to win ever until he proves he's not crazy. I say that, and then as soon as I see him on the track, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'll I'll bet him. All right, fine. You know, I'll do it a little bit because he's so he, he's so damn good looking. I just can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, don't. Yeah. I need my friend. So, uh, will you be my friend to say when I when I'm having the urge to bet Tappa Trice, I can just say, "Hey, I'm thinking about thinking about doing it," and you say, "No." Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll talk you out of it for sure. I, I don't. I don't like the confidence. <laughs> I need someone else. 
I, I just can't. I can't see a world where he can. You, you just mentioned you're like, oh, the, this is going to be a great field. Whew. You can't play him if you think it's going to be a great field, you know? And, and I think that's. I get it. Like, I, I get. Yeah, he's beautiful and everything, but he just hasn't. He just hasn't done enough. Dude, he the more time goes on. Now, granted, he hasn't won, you know hasn't ran a race since Belmont, but the more time goes on, it's like the more because start you know we started comparing him to Ta- uh, Tacitus a little bit late, you know, and it's like he really might be Tacitus, not only in the looks department, but just that idiot horse that kind of runs good enough every time to give you a little hope, but not ever good enough or smart enough to actually win the race. So, well, I'll tell you this: I I was I was with Tacitus. I thought he would roll in the gym dandy. I really liked him. And when he did what he did that day, I've never thrown my phone because of a horse except for that day. Because he was so much the best in that race, and he just found so many ways to lose. I remember I was sitting at my mother-in-law out on her deck, uh, and everybody was drinking, and we're kind of just sitting around. And I, I had my phone. I was watching my phone. I took that phone, and I threw it across the yard, and I never bet him again. And it was the best feeling ever that I never bet him again. So don't have a, I want to throw my phone across the yard moment is, <laughs> is my recommendation there. Well, the thing is, is like he's not, you know, because there's been like a lot of comments about like having used, um, well, there, you know, Dr. Tang, will there ever be a wedding, you know? And like the thing about him is, is like you're never going to get, because of the connections, because of the, you know, the, the breeding and the purchase price and all that stuff, he's going to run in all these big races. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's not like we're going to, you're like, Oh, well maybe a softer spot. Well, there's not going to be any softer spots. It's going to nope. be, you know, the Haskell and then the Travers and then the Pennsylvania Derby and then, the, you know, whatever. And so it's just like, it's going to be tough to find that, you know, it's, you're almost just going to, you're going to have to hope and pray that, he figures it out one time and, and that's when it's going to be. And unfortunately I don't think I'll be the guy that has. Him. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't really know. He, he can't, I just don't think he can win Haskell, Jim Dandy, Travers, you know, Pennsylvania Derby, those kind of races. I just don't, I don't see how he does it. I, I don't see his path unless he, he just gets lucky and catches a, a, a kind of a rough field. Kevin says he would still bet Tacitus tomorrow. There's a few of you. Vinny, if Vinny, if he showed up in a race tomorrow, Vinny would bet him. He would talk yeah. to you about, tell you about why that is, you know, th- this is different. And there's a bunch of you out there, so I'm not singling you guys out because yep. I was that with Tappa Trice for a race or two. So yeah. I get it. I know. I know the itch. Um, but okay, before we, we end this, um, let me ask you this because I was talking to um, our good friend Jim Gluckson from the Breeders' Cup. Uh, yeah. earlier today we were emailing back and forth and he does all the the press and stuff and um for the breeders cup and we've become good friends with him over the years and uh we were talking about because we do the rankings for the the breeders cup classic rankings and and he's like who would if it was you know who would you vote number one if, if you know tomorrow and i i said well you know hands down it'd be cody's wish right now and I said, but, you know, it kind of feels like one of those years, if he doesn't like the distance or whatever, that one of these three-year-olds could have a big second half and make a case for winning the classic this year. And so my question, long, a long way of asking a question is, what do you, is, is there any of these, is it Forte? Is it one of these, you know, extra Nahos or Go Rocket Rides or one of the Arabians, you know, like, is it, who is it? Do you think it, it most possible? I, obviously we have a lot to learn here, but who do you think has the most potential to improve? 
you know, July to, to November? Uh, Arabian night would be my answer. Um, that Michael, right on cue, Arabian night would be the answer for me. I, yeah. I, I look at these three-year-olds and look, it's going to be one of two things. Cody's wish doesn't get the distance and it's a classic that somebody's going to win. Somebody has to win it. There has to be a winner of the race, right? And it could be anybody. It could be a mucho macho man type of year, a Fort Larned type of year where it's just like, yeah, they weren't very good and somebody won it. Right. Um, the, the Pletcher horse that totally escapes my mind right now that won it. Um, uh, like four years ago at Santa Anita. What the hell was that horse's name? Can't remember. Dan had him in the fantasy league. Anyway, it going. could be that type of classic. Or Cody's wish could like the distance and they're probably in big trouble. Or Arabian Night is the real deal. Because I think that is the one horse out of this whole crop. Vino Rosso. We watched him and he goes, Yeah, that's a star, right? Mm-hmm. Even Forte, even when he was running good and winning races. You don't look at him and say that's a superstar. You look at him, and go, that's a good horse. He tries. I mean, he tries is how I describe my stupid horse. Okay. He's better than he tries, but he's not an elite talent. So, but you looked at Arabian Night, you looked what he could do, and you go, yeah, that that's kind of got an elite talent. Go Rocket Ride, sort of. We haven't seen that wow race from him, but he feels like he could be that type. I'm more interested in horses that fit that description. Then horses like Forte, uh, you know, uh, Tapatrice, and those the the, the type that we've already seen. Maybe yeah. an Archangelo gets better. That could be another one, right? Definitely feels like, uh, you know, because there was a time. By the way, it was Vino Rosso. Um, Vino Rosso. It, yeah. it, by the way, it's like it, it feels like like there was a time when 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 Arabian Night was you know he feels like it was a dream. That's how quick he was there and gone. But it was like, oh yeah, that's that horse he could win the Derby. Like that's, that's the best three-year-old hands down. And in fact, I think we ranked him number one for a while. Um, yep. So it's like, it's not totally shocking to think he could come, but now can he come back and, and you know, what, you know, what really happened and took place like that, we'll find out. But if he were to go and ace the Haskell and look really good, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if it's not Cody's wish, I mean, sure. There's a couple of those older horses that could win, but I don't know how if like if the race was tomorrow and say Arabian Knight comes back really strong, I would rather bet him than say, you know, uh, rattle and roll, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, you know, whoever it is. And again, just assuming Cody's wish, if you know, isn't as good or whatever, like that could be a big assumption. But my point is, I'm I'm more interested in these three year olds that are untested, undeveloped, uh, you know, uh, you know that we don't quite know enough about yet than I would be some of those older horses who I feel like we know. Yep, exactly. I mean, that that's exactly where I'm at with it. Now, that's not to say a horse that we've seen doesn't jump up and really improve. Like, take a two fills, for example. He kind of felt like one that was, oh, he's getting to be a little bit of a monster. I would like to play him against older horses, and then he was gone. So, I mean, that could happen with another horse as well. But, I mean, as of right now, and, and you know, let's forget about Cody's wish. West Wheelpower or Rattle and Roll. Like, those are the kind of the two... Yeah. Yeah. I would put defunded in there on the West coast. Like he's pretty established, but that that's, that's a mucho macho man type winner. That's a Fort Larned type winner. That's a Vino Rosso, a Vino Rosso type winner. Not to say they can't do it or that never happens. I mean, it's obviously it happens. Um, uh, Drosselmeyer, you know, I'm just thinking of a horse off the top of my head. That those are the type of horses that win the classic when the older horses aren't great and the three-year-olds don't come up. So listen, 
between right now, well, really, let's say Haskell, uh, next weekend and and the, the first weekend in November, that's the time where a three-year-old has to step up and say, hey, I'm the horse to beat, actually, in this thing. I'm the one. Uh, you think of an essential quality, right? If we had an essential quality this year, he would be, if he had that kind of summer, boom, he's the one now. You know, he's the one we're going to have to beat. Uh, and he could he could win it versus not having to face Nick's go the year he ran in it and having to face Wes Willpower. Right. Listen, like, and I, I say this stat pretty much every year in the, in the Breeders' Cup, uh, you know, supplemental guide we do for like the 14 trends to the Breeders' Cup that we give out free every year. And I say this stat every time and until it's not relevant, but, you know, three-year-olds have won the classic four times, well, four times now in the last nine years. Um, and all four were trained by Bob Baffert. You know, like there's a, you know, he, if it's a three-year-old winning, it's usually Bob Baffert. And last year, I mean, yeah, Tabe, he damn near got second, right? Of course, Flyline mm-hmm. was in a different realm, but he almost, he, he did everything he could to get Tabe to win the classic last year. And that's just kind of the, the trainer that he is with these three-year-olds. Like he, he knows he can get them to that big race, uh, especially ones, you know, you look at like Airgate, obviously he's a freak of nature, but even like Bayern, a horse that kind of had his issues early on and then took some time off and then came back and got, got better late. You know, maybe that is like an Arabian night situation where it's like, had some talent, had issues, figured it out, whatever. Now he's back. And that's what he, you know, he, he kind of peaked him at the right time to win the classic. So it kind of feels like it's, it, that's that it does have Arabian night. And even if, you know, you can hate Arabian lion, but both of those Bafferts do fit that bill to somewhat. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. I think that was perfectly said. And I, I think with Arabian line, you see the sprints and stuff and it's like, I don't think you get them on the quarter, but Arabian night, I'll never forget it after the Southwest. I thought it was the oddest comment ever. Bob Baffert, but you know, Arabian night just wins the Southwest. You're thinking, all right, this is a Derby prospect. And he, he, he goes, we're going to have a lot of fun with this horse in the summer. And yeah. I thought, well, how odd is that? Then I, you know, they shut him down basically, you know, they said he had a poor work or whatever. He probably had a little issue, but whatever. And now he's back and it's the summer and, and we're coming from the Southwest and saying, we're going to run in the Haskell. It's like, yeah, he's really high on this horse. So if he can kind of come around to the expectations that Baffert has for him, the sky could be the limit for him. He's got to still go out and do it, but I think you said it like the more, the longer we go, we kind of realize Taba is not, great and he still got third in the classic so if Taba could get third in the classic arabian knight could be better than Taba and jump yeah. up and win it in, in a weaker year as well and it kind of makes you think like if the, the based off of in fact we didn't see him after that and his comments it's like what percentage was arabian knight even that day was he like a 20 percent or something you know mm-hmm. like he, he, they clearly had no re- intentions of running him into the Derby trail and that kind of stuff. Like they knew they had a good horse, but wanted to save him for summer. I mean, and he still kind of gave you the impression that he could win the Derby based off how he looked in that race. And so it's like, okay, that might be a, a beast of a horse. And so, yeah, it's good to see him hopefully coming back. And by the way, I, I don't know if the Shuvi is uh, at Saratoga, but same weekend as the Haskell, we're going to see Ness come back. So Ness is going to make her return. Um, her four-year-old t- returned against Clary Air and played hard in, in that race as well. So uh, get Clary Air versus Nest, um, and um, maybe Secret. I don't know what Secret Secret Oath might be on the farm at this point. She probably she probably, if she sees if she sees Clary Air and Nest in the same like uh, entry, she's like, nope, 
Nope, not even the coach can't get me to run in this one. Okay, I've had enough of that one. Yeah, yeah I no, can see that. Please, please take me to the farm. So, <laughs> uh, but no, that it's good to see Ness back. Hopefully, and um, be interesting to see how she she runs off that long, long layoff. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember to go check out that Best Bets page at racingdudes.com. Just look on the main menu and click on Best Bets. Now that Saratoga has started, you'll start seeing a lot more Saratoga horse racing plays on there. Um, so make sure you stay uh, alert for that. Obviously, um, you can get an idea of what that is by just going to that page and seeing our stats and our profits, uh, our wins, losses, um, you know how we've done in certain types of sports and leaderboards and all that good stuff. All the team at RacingNews.com has picks, individual picks, our best bets for every day. So make sure you go check that out, especially, like I said, now that Saratoga has kicked off um, the racing dudes. We're on uh, Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, again, now with Saratoga, we'll be there live a few times. So it's a good way to kind of follow us and see if we're there and, and uh, whether it be us or Vinny, or um, I guess if we can ever get slim out of retirement at some point, maybe he'll be in Saratoga magic at Del Mar. Um, I'm sure Samich will appear at a few different of those tracks as well. He'll be at Saratoga a lot as well. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all the places you listen to. We are there, as well as uh, uh, the Magic Mike Show. So make sure you go check out the Magic Mike Show. Are they? Did they? Do, I know they didn't. Not recording today. Did they just do opening day. They um, they did Friday. Okay, they did Friday. Yeah, Friday. Did they? Yes. Okay. The, they did today. They did Friday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's listed as today, so I don't know. They did? Was it today? It says opening day preview. Oh, well, yeah. They did that on Monday, and then they did Wednesday. They did Friday. Okay. Well, oh, maybe he just put him like he focused on that one for today. Right. Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Saratoga late pick five on Friday. Make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show. It's episode 480, if that helps you. Magic has them out of order on the website, which is confusing me even. Um, so make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show, both on all those channels as well as YouTube. Make sure you, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We will be live. We'll be doing videos all meet long at Saratoga and Del Mar. When is Del Mar? Is that Friday? Del Mar opens Friday. next Friday. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So it'll be here before you know it. And then, uh, shit, you know, once the, these meets start, it almost feels like you blink and football's starting. And, um, and then we're talking about the Breeders' Cup, you know, You're right. these meets go by so fast. And I mean, hell, it's already August almost. And we're going to be going into September. And football, by the way, shout out to my boy. Pat Mahomes for winning male athlete last year or last night in the SBs, as well as the Chiefs got the best team. So I would hope so. Took down the OU Sooner girls. So suck that. Oh wow. That. No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. That's not right. Tell your dad that when you talk. Uh he's by not the way, be happy at all. You guys are going lot. Matt, it's uh Mahomes had a I don't know if you did you watch you probably didn't watch the SBs. No, uh-uh. he had a suit on. And he had no shirt underneath it. It was pretty. It was a pretty solid flex. That's weird. Yeah, he he uh, he looked good. Um, <laughs> Don't that. Yeah, that's even weirder. <laughs> I've told you, you you know my rule, okay? He's my only exception. I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, make sure you let you stick around and watch 
dudes who bet sports don't like that. that don't don't like that either uh at six o'clock central time so here in about 30 minutes to so stay yeah. tuned uh i i love it okay that's my hey listen we all have our people i know you used to, i think you're, you you told me baker was yours one time so. no yeah i heard it and kyler that's actually like you just said <laughs> <laughs> oh oh never mind i miss i misunderstood what we were talking about uh <laughs> Uh, final thoughts. No, uh, there's, I think, I think it's time to go. We've been on the air too long. If you're talking about this, just wait, it's going to get worse once the season gets here. So that's right. It's true. Shouldn't have hit me. Hang on while we're here, you know, while we're here, I'm thirsty. As Shadi said, don't put it up on the screen. I want to pull it up. Pull up Twitter for you. Mahomes, SBs. He, uh, look at this. It's even got your girl that you loved. Everyone loves, I should say. Um, who? Oh, you're Brittany. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite Mahomes. Or no, I guess, I guess technically, wouldn't you have her, his brother? It's could be worse. So could be a lot worse. Where is the, uh, oh, there it is. There you go. Look at that guy. It's a power couple right there, you know. <laughs> what do you think he'd be doing if he couldn't play football? Well, thank goodness he can. You, know? <laughs> you could say that about a lot of the guys. Really. True, what, true, true. What would they be doing if they couldn't? Yeah. It's like, you got to imagine, like, it's almost just, it's got to be surreal for someone. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're that good at football and you know pretty early on in your you know, high school and the college, like, yeah, I'm pretty good, but you never imagine like you're the superstar athlete, you know, that some of these guys become that you're just a normal dude. And I think he is an, as normal as he can be considering where he's position he's in. It's like to just go to where you're, everyone knows you, you have millions and millions and billions of dollars and, you know, and how do you, you I don't know how you do stay normal at that point, you know? He's doing a decent job of it. He really is. All things mm-hmm. considered, especially considering some of what's going on with his family, it's amazing that he is where he's at. You when know? you look at exactly what you just said, where the rest of it is versus him, he's doing a really good job. So that's the thing. You, you when, a, when, a, when a player is really good and he doesn't play for your team, I know he plays for yours, but when he doesn't, you, you want to not like him, and there's really nothing to like about him. I mean, so much so that they have to pick on his family because there's nothing to pick on him about, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, if he wasn't very good or if he was a douchebag or whatever, you know, then then his family, you know, with his with Jackson and stuff, like, then it'd be like, it'd be, you know, he'd get thrown on the bus with him, basically, you know? Yeah, right. But you don't even hear about, like, it's almost like it's still Mahomes, but you don't ever hear about them being correlated at all, you know? No. No, no, so it's, it's right. pretty amazing. Considering because it's like I, I feel like you're like, dude, just stop. Just go, <laughs> go. I'll, how much money do you want? I'll give it to you. Just go away. Please go away and never talk to me or I'll look. Buy at you me. an island and just stay there. Like yeah. no Wi-Fi though. Get off TikTok, please. There's never been a kid you need to tell more. Get off the internet. And just go <laughs> do something else. You know. By the way, and I know not that I care, like because I, I don't, but it's like. I don't, you'd almost, you would, you would assume, I would assume that 
I thought he was gay, right? Like, I think most people would. But yeah, he's like all these allegations are like he's grabbing women's asses and groping them and stuff. And it's like, I can't, I can't figure that out either. You know, even, even whatever you think he is, he doesn't really fit that mold, right? He doesn't seem to be an aggressive person. No, not even a little bit. Like, right. Yeah. So that is, I agree that it's, it was surprising that. Like, like if he's like making a scene, like yelling at somebody, that's one thing. But like, you know, physically assaulting people is is not something I thought I would hear from him for sure. Here's a better question: What would Jackson Mahomes be doing if Patrick Mahomes wasn't good? I don't know. Well, probably the same thing he's doing, just living with his. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he would. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you would survive. <laughs> even like I'll say this, even as Chiefs, like all like the Chiefs fans and like like me, like it's just like we we kind of live with his wife, Brittany. It's like we don't because it's like yeah. But with his brother, we're there's not. I don't think there's anybody that's like, oh, he's so funny or he. Yeah, you know, it's like just go away. No one likes him, which he says is- something because we typically, if you're associated with a player, we love all of them, right? You know. But that guy, he is just. I, I, I we I like the the guy that robs banks and the Chiefs, uh, Casey Wolf costume more than I like Jackson Mahomes. Well, I, Brittany gets a bad rap. I mean, oh, she's yeah. loud and annoying, but there probably a lot of them are um, wives, the player wives. I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah. And she really is a, seems like a pretty good person. Well, Jackson's just a jackass, you know. <laughs> yeah well don't worry i'm not not interested in him so okay good good <laughs> um all right guys thanks everybody for tuning in to blinkers off again uh make sure you stick around for dudes who bets what are you guys talking about dudes who bets sports we're going saratoga late pick five uh 22 minutes away we'll have a combined ticket uh we did this for belmont two weeks ago went four out of five of course uh, got knocked out in a stakes. We were super upset, but we'll have another one uh, this weekend. Oh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Good to meet you. That was that was fun meeting you guys. And uh, yeah, uh, tune in. Twenty one minutes away. We'll do the Saratoga Late Pick Five on Saturday. All right, there you go. That's something to do. Go get you a drink. Go take a little bathroom break. And be back for dudes who bet sports. All right, guys. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend, and good luck at Saratoga this year. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 